Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. We are a church with a heart for people and the message of Jesus. It is our desire that you'll be drawn closer to God through today's teaching. To access notes from today's message, go to foxriverchristian.org slash message. Thanks for listening. It is it's truly um, good to have each and every one of you out with us. And those that are joining online, welcome. So glad that you're here um, coming into one of the campuses. Fantastic as well. We're in a series now called The One Thing. And we started out this series by saying we believed that we are going to have a high personal impact through the one thing. And that expectation, I can tell you, is just continuing to increase. It was August 22nd, 2004, Athens, Greece, at the Olympic Games. Matthew Emmons was one shot away from taking gold in the sharpshooting. He had lined up his shot, squeezed the trigger, and he sent that bullet once again straight through the very heart of the bullseye. So when Matthew looks up at the scoreboard, he is more than a bit perplexed when he sees a zero beside his name. Now, all he has to do is hit the target and he wins gold, But what had happened was he had perfectly put a bullet through the bullseye of the target in the lane next to his. No gold medal, no medal whatsoever. You know, we can be putting bullseye after bullseye after bullseye after bullseye of that which we are targeting in life. But if we are not targeting the one thing. The one thing that is going to impact everything. The one thing that is going to affect every relationship we have. The one thing that Jesus said is the identifying mark of one who knows him and follows him, then we are never going to be able to experience that which Jesus wants for us, nor what that one thing will do in our lives. When Jesus was asked, what's the most important instruction in the Bible? He answered with this. He said, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the first and the great commandment. And then he said, and the second is just like it, of the same thing. Love your neighbor as yourself. So everybody, would you just take your hand up, hold it up like this for just a second? Get these two fingers and say, one thing. You just can't do it, can you? Like, no, no, let's do this. Let's just wrap those around and now go one thing. Jesus said these are going to be inseparable. The great command, love God and to love people. Now, he is so clear about this. And yet Jesus, as only Jesus can do, is going to make it even clearer and raise the bar of what it is that the one thing can be and the one thing can do in an individual's life. If you happen to have a Bible with you, I'm going to ask you right now to take it, please, and turn with me to John chapter 13. If you've got a Bible on your phone, why don't you pull that out real quickly. John 13, I want you to see this. In fact, if you can bookmark this, I guarantee you are going to want to do it. Jesus says, verse number 34, 
a new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Now, Jesus isn't done with the conversation yet. In fact, this conversation continues, and if you just turn the page or move the screen over, if that's what it takes for you, in John 15, verse 9, he continues saying, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Did you hear that? Jesus said, as God the Father loves him, in that very same way, he loves us. Now remain in my love, Jesus says. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you, the joy of Jesus in us, and that your joy may be complete. My command, Jesus said, is this, love each other as I have loved you. The new commandment is to love like Jesus loves. It is the culmination of the one thing. When we think about that new, because it's like, love one another, I thought we already said that. But Jesus used the word kainos. And the word kainos, it doesn't just mean brand new in time, but it means new and superior to that which came before it. Jesus said the new commandment is superior even to the great commandment that way. In power and in personal impact. Now, for those of you who like to just to go a little bit deeper into the scripture, you will be very interested to know when and where Jesus says this. See, John chapter 13 is at the Last Supper. And at the Last Supper is when the first communion takes place. Jesus, after supper, takes a cup and he says this. This cup is the new covenant Made with God with my blood for you. Every time you drink it, I want you to remember me. Now the new covenant, that is a new relationship that is made possible through Jesus' blood, the new, new relationship there, covenant, what, what he does on the cross becomes what changes the world. But Jesus then goes on to say, and the new covenant is going to be made known by the new commandment. And through the new commandment, people will not only know about the new covenant, but they will see the power that that new covenant has in an individual's life. And so what we are putting in front of ourselves is the beginning question of, so just how does Jesus love? Because if we are to love like Jesus loves, it's a very, very important question that we begin to open up. And so I'm going to ask you, because of the importance of this question, you just don't take it and just do a little bit of processing right now. But if you're in a small group, I want you to go to your small group this week, and I want to put the question out there. How does Jesus love us? If you can get together with a few friends, I mean, I want you to do that. You're going like, I don't have anybody really to do that with. Scan the QR code. Just jump into one of the one thing discussion groups coming up so that you can be a part of that conversation. Take this question home. Just how does Jesus love us 
to your home around your dinner table and start to open that up. Now, I'll prime the pump for us a little bit. I think all of us will probably jump to, so just how does Jesus love us? Well, he went to the cross for us. And that's true, 100% true. But his disciples, when they heard Jesus say this, that's not where their mind went because it hadn't happened yet. They would think things such as, how does Jesus love? Well, he loves me personally. He loves me individually. If you happen to be a parent that has more than one child, you know this, that you love your kids individually. You love them personally. It's not just a generic thing that goes out there. Peter knew that Jesus loved him different than he loved John or that he loved Andrew. Each of the disciples knew this, the men, the women, that Jesus loved them for who they were and uniquely for them, just as he does for us. Jesus loves in a selfless way. In other words, the disciples immediately began thinking about, Jesus never showed us love in order to get something from us. He did it selflessly, just because he wanted to make our life better, to bless us. Jesus loves in a servingly way. Now, I'm not sure servingly is actually a word, but I got to put it in here because Jesus demonstrates love, and it's just so powerful how this all starts out. John 13, remember that's where the new commandment is found, starts with these words. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, Jesus loved them to the end. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, that he had come from God, that he was returning to God. And so he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist, and then Jesus proceeds to wash his disciples' feet. It was the ultimate act of serving them. And love and serving goes hand in hand. That, Jesus continued to demonstrate to his disciples this. And of course, Jesus does love sacrificially as well. He was willing to go to the cross and to pay that price for us. The statement that he makes, this is how you will be known to be a follower of mine. This is how people will know whether or not you are really a Christian. And for everything that Jesus could put after that, he says this. The mark of a Christian is love. That you love like I love. What does that mark look like? The mark of love. The target that Jesus has set up for us. Well, it could be that you think of it like Sue and Catherine. Sue and Catherine didn't know each other when they joined a small group at Fox River. Um, about four months into it, Sue shared with, as, in a prayer request that her second kidney had now failed and that she was going to have to spend the rest of her life, young woman, on dialysis. Unless she could get a transplant, which there were several mitigating factors that were working against that. Catherine called up Sue and just said, how does a person go about being tested to see if you're a match? And they found out they were. Another three, four months, Sue is back in that group with a new functioning kidney that Catherine had given to her. What do you think Sue thought about the love 
of Jesus and the love that was demonstrated to her. What does love look like? We go back to the early church. There were pandemics that had hit in the first and the second centuries. In fact, it was about 165 AD that the first smallpox outbreak took place in the Roman Empire. This is going to wipe out a quarter to up to 30% of the population of that day. People didn't know what to do. And so when they realized the deadliness of this pandemic that was taking place, they began taking those that were infected, if they realized somebody in their house was, and they were literally just putting them out in the street to fend for themselves out there. When it would get really bad, the city, those in the city that were healthy would flee the city. They'd just leave and move out to go to another place, leaving those that were there, again, to somehow care for themselves. Well, those that were in the church, really young church, when they realized what was happening, they began coming in and showing hospitality. In fact, the word hospital ultimately is going to come from this. They began showing hospitality to those that were in the street. They were, just, they were feeding them. They were giving them water. The result of this, they saved thousands of lives as a result of that, even putting their own at risk. How do you think that somebody who had been left in the street by their family, somebody that had been abandoned along the way, saw Jesus through the love that somebody else had been willing to put out on them? The mark of the Christian. One of our global partners, um, Fox River, they let us know that um, there was an area in Nicaragua, up in the mountains, La Esmeralda, that had no medical care whatsoever. Thousands of people up there. And that if a clinic was put in, they think that we could impact a lot of people up there. So we came back here and just, you know, shared that with the church and immediately, and we were like, we rallied to that. And so many of you have given toward my gift for Jesus. We ended up building the clinic. We ended up um, staffing it, continuing to make sure that they've got everything that they need up there. I want to tell you that every single month, hundreds and hundreds of people come to this clinic. Not only to be able to receive care for their body, the love, but also to hear about what Jesus has done for them. They get the why. The gospel goes with every single patient that is up there. And people know about Jesus through love. I happened to be walking by um, Louise's group um, last week, and I noticed that they had all this food that was set out on the table. And anytime I walk by a room that there's a lot of food set out on, I walk in, of course. <laughs> well, I, they're making um, sandwiches in there, and I'm like, you know, like, hey, what's going on right here? And they shared. Now, Louise's group is made up of women that are 70 years and significantly north of that as well. Every month they try to do some sort of project out in the community. But they're making sandwiches to be able to give to misfits for Jesus the next day that we're going down to the Hope Center to be able to feed those that were in need down there. And not only were they making sandwiches, but uh, this is Louise. They were putting handwritten notes with each of these meals that were coming up. And I, I just love how the, let's put that note up there if we can. We could. <laughs> I killed it. <laughs> And that is the message that they wanted to get out. Not only, not only do we want just, you know, to do something for it, we want you to know where that love is flowing from. 
I'm pretty excited about this next endeavor, and we're calling it a community baby shower, to be able to give to those that, you know, new mothers, that, that which they need that they aren't able to supply for themselves with the birth of their baby. Now, one of the reasons I'm pretty excited about this is I know the love that's been shared. In fact, just this past Easter, when the food pantry let us know that there was a need for cereal there, on Easter, we had brought in, the, uh, Monday after Easter, 25 hundred boxes of cereal were brought down to the food pantry. Isn't that awesome? I mean, we can say, thank you for, you know, thank you, Jesus, for that, for Louise and her group that's going on there. I mean, what does the mark of love look like? It looks so different, but it has the exact same bullseye. It's when we choose to love others like Jesus loves us. And I want to get the we and the new commandment locked in for us before we go. There's actually a little bit more to the story of um, Matt Emmons. When he realized what had happened, processed this disappointment, he then looked over and realized one of his teammates... Michael Ante had won the silver. And so Matt went over and congratulated Michael and all of the other medalists at that point. Later that night, they went to Olympic after party. And he and Michael, and there was a woman that, uh, her name was um, Katerina Kurtova. She was a Czech sharpshooter. She and her father came up to Matthew. And they came up and just said how impressed that they had been, one, with Matthew's um, you know, being able to take the, the loss the way he did, but how he then went and congratulated other people. And here's a picture of Matthew, his wife, Katerina, and their four amazing kids. Matthew, with a wry smile, puts it this way. He goes, you know, August 22nd, 2004, wasn't that terrible a day after all. And here's what we need to take away. Even in our disappointment, if we choose to show love, there can be blessing that comes out of that. You see, Jesus' gift to us is love. And Jesus' gift to the world is love that flows through his followers to it. When we think, how do we do this? Because I don't think anybody in here needs to be convinced, right? I mean, anybody here need to be convinced that the one thing is powerful, that the one thing is what Jesus wants for us? We don't need that. I really believe that when we are, though, called up, to step into what it is that Jesus says to us. To take these words of Jesus as he gave them. To take them to heart. That's when life change begins to occur. So there's a question I want you to use this week. I want you to use it every single day this week. And the question I want you to ask is this. How did I show love today? That's the question I've got for you. Now... If you have somebody that can ask you that question, I want to encourage you to ask them for that accountability. Say, so just, you know, at some point, ask me. Ask me this week. So another good, good reason to be able to be in a group. 
but how did I show love today? Now, the flip side is you could say, how didn't I show love today? How, how did I miss an omission or a commission? I just chose not to do it. But I think we're going to be better served by putting it in the foreword. How did I show love today? And what I want us to do is I want us to take Jesus' target for us. This is the one thing. And begin to focus from the center out. So rather than keeping it generic... How did I show love at home today? If you are married, husbands, Jesus couldn't be any clearer than this. He says, husbands, love your wife just as I love the church. So that's what Jesus wants for us. Now sometimes, again, as a husband, we're like, yeah, but what really does it mean to love my wife? I mean, I'm, I'm just a little bit fuzzy on that. And if you are, I want to reference you back to last week. Go online, listen to Pastor Bill's message. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Read that. It'll take you two or three minutes, and there will be this crystal clear picture in there. This is what love looks like. Is this what I'm doing in my life? If you want to ask the question, you're like, hey, Jesus, what kind of Christian is Guy really? Jesus would say to you, well, don't go and look at the degrees on his wall. Don't go into, you know, his small group and don't check out, you know, like what size of ministry do you have that way? If you really want to know what kind of Christian I am, go and ask Denise. Because... If I don't show love at home, then I invalidate the fact that I'm really a follower of Jesus. Now, this is where we can get a little bit defensive, I know. I mean, it's like, well, you don't understand who it is that I live with. And so says the mirror looking back at you, right? But I mean, there are times it's like, well, I think I'm loving more than my spouse is loving me. I'm being taken advantage of. When we don't love, hear this, when we don't love, the devil is the one that gets the advantage. Every time we love, we are just simply saying this, that I believe what Jesus said is true. I know that he has given me this capacity. As his love comes into me, if I love, I win. Think about what it would be like in your marriage, if there was a contest of who could love the most. Anybody want some of that? And that's exactly what Jesus is setting up. Not tongue-in-cheek, not trying to be funny. He goes like, this is my will for you, husbands, wives, to love in this way. It is the one thing. And if you get this one thing right, you will be blessed. And if you miss this one thing, you do all this other stuff, but you miss this one thing, unfortunately, we never get what it is that Jesus wants for us or has told us, this is my will for you to do. We go a little bit outside. Um, let's take it to um, our, our homes. If you happen to be a parent with children at home, what's the one thing that Jesus wants you to do? I want you to make sure that you show love to your kids, right? And I can tell you this. It's going to take time, and it's going to take energy. And sometimes it may seem like you're having the life sucked out of you. But this is the one thing that's going to make the greatest difference. If 
your kids don't see, don't experience love from you at home, do you know what you do? You invalidate your faith. You can bring them to church. You can talk about all these things. You can read the Bible. But they're not going to see it. And we are setting our kids up for failure. Spiritual failure. If we neglect the one thing that gives us the foundation to build everything else upon that way. When your kids will share with their friends, my parents are weird, but I know this, they love me. They become the envy of other people. We are looking still right in the bullseye right here. And we're asking the question, how did I show love today at work or in school? What am I known for there? Am I known for the way that I talk to people that is loving? Am I known for going out of my way to try to help somebody else right there? Because if I'm not, again, we can tell people about Jesus, but we are invalidating. We're like cutting the legs right out from underneath us if we are not showing what it is Jesus said, by this all will know that you are a follower of mine, that you love like I love in our neighborhoods. Let's talk about social media for a second, shall we? If we finish up a post on social media and people don't understand the love that's there, the love behind it, if there is no love in that post, do you know what you do? You can strip away that which is the most important for whatever else we're trying to make that way. When we get to the place that we are um, looking at others, looking at others in the church and like, you've got a different political, you know, alignment than I have or, or you're different or, and we don't show love one for another, that's when the church loses its impact on the community. That's when the church loses the impact on everything that we can be doing. But if we get this one thing right, there's no stopping. There's no stopping the church. There's no stopping what it is that God will continue to do for us in our lives. Jesus said this, by this, everyone will know whether or not you're a follower of mine. It is the win or it is the loss. It's how we move ahead. It's how we get checkmated. And we're the ones that get to control that too. I like what Pastor Andy Stanley said. I'm um, talking about this subject, and it's just a, it, it, it kind of like just captured in a phrase, so I put it in the notes just to share it for you. But he said this, when unsure of what to say or do, ask what love requires of you. And if we take action on that, then we are going to be able to experience Jesus' increase working in our lives, God's increase working through us as well. Now, it could go without saying, but I will never let this go without saying. You can't love like Jesus if you don't have Jesus in your life. Jesus is at the heart of the new commandment. And when you understand his love for you, that's when his impact begins to grow greater and greater in our lives. When you understand that Jesus was willing to go to the cross and literally suffer hell for us. That's his love. 
all these other ways that he continues to pour out his love on us. I so, so hope that you'll open yourself up to Jesus. But I can tell you this. God the Father, who sent his Son, even more so hopes that you will open yourself up to the love of Jesus. Because until you receive him as your Savior, that love is theoretical. When you open yourself up to receive him, it becomes real. It becomes personal. There becomes a transformation that takes place within us. And so if you haven't received him, I hope that you're going to do that today. I hope you'll do that in this closing prayer that we have. But for all the followers of Jesus, everybody that's received him, let's go back to these words that Jesus has for us. Let's do this one thing. The one thing that will impact every relationship. The one thing that will affect everything in our life. In John chapter 13. And would you read it with me? Everyone, a new commandment I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, we want to begin this prayer by opening ourselves up to you and asking Holy Spirit that you would just search us and show us. Would you show us, have I failed in showing love at home? Have I failed in showing love to my husband? Have I failed in showing love at work? Have I been failing in showing love that's the case would you repent of that tonight would you repent of going against what your Lord so wants for you would you repent of invalidating the fact that you are really a Christian and just say Jesus by your grace I will live this one thing if you haven't trusted Jesus yet and you're ready to do so realizing that his death on the cross it was not only an act of love but it was an act of the payment of your sin before God and you'll come today saying Jesus I need that forgiveness but even more so I want that new relationship with God I want a living relationship the Father with you through your spirit and I ask you tonight as best I know how Jesus would you be my Lord would you be my Savior please if that's your prayer to trust Jesus today can I just ask would you just lift a hand for a second and go guy I've never received Jesus before but I have tonight today's my day just wave at me for a second okay yeah cool thank you again for your love being poured out realize the new Lord and that just reminds us of the time that we received it as well your love is unending and we praise you we thank you and everybody in agreement said amen we hope you were encouraged today 
Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon.